Good morning! It is Wednesday, May 19th, and this is the Commuter Devotional. My name is Chuck, and I'm so glad that you have decided to join us today as we seek to engage our God in Scripture and prayer before the busyness of our day begins. Have you had a chance to listen to our new episode of Imperfect Family yet? Imperfect Family is another podcast that's part of our ministry, and it's specifically for folks who are married and or are parents. We talk through multiple issues, and in our latest episode, we talk through the idea of friendship. What does friendship look like in a biblical context? How do we think about being friends with someone of the opposite gender? Our new episode came out yesterday, and we talked through those things on there. I hope you get a chance to listen to it. Well, let me read today's passage for us. I'll pray, and then we'll dive right into it. This is Mark chapter 14, verses 10 and 11. Then Judas Iscariot, who was one of the twelve, went to the chief priests in order to betray him to them. And when they heard it, they were glad and promised to give him money. And he sought an opportunity to betray him. Let's pray together. God in heaven, as we read this very sad passage, a passage of scripture that hurts all of our hearts to read, God, give us insight that we might think through this painful moment in the gospel story and yet see how it applies to the overall grace and providence that you planned before eternity even began. We pray these things in your son's name. Amen. Well, my friends, we had already mentioned this week that we are going to start moving pretty fast in the events of Jesus's life leading up to the crucifixion and the resurrection. In our story today, we knew this was coming. Judas has finally betrayed his friend, Jesus. After being a part of his ministry for three years, after preaching to multiple crowds and casting out demons and healing folks in Jesus' name, Judas has now decided to betray Jesus to the chief priests and the scribes for what we find out in other gospels is just 30 pieces of silver. Judas has committed the ultimate betrayal. It's not just the betrayal of a friend, but of a brother, of a partner in ministry. If you're a man, one thing that you understand is that men bond through work. Think about some of the closest relationships that you have. Men just bond through work. Chances are your best friend is somebody that you've done work with, either in an actual workplace or in ministry. God designed men to work and have dominion, and, and through this mandate, men grow close together. Jesus and Judas have been working together for three years. They've been ministering together. Jesus has been teaching. Judas has been learning. And now Judas has betrayed his friend, his brother, Jesus. I saw this post a long time ago that sparked a conversation between me and a few of my friends. It basically said something to the effect of, Judas betrayed Jesus for 30 pieces of silver, and I betrayed Jesus for much less every single day. I disagree with that post. While we might sin against God, while we might even choose an idol over our Lord, we will never actually betray him and hand him over to be killed and crucified out of selfish ambition or whatever Judas had in his heart to turn the Lord, his friend, over to these enemies. My friends, as we go today, 
There's a few things we can take to meditate on this passage. Number one, we know that this story is sad. We also knew it was coming. This is part of the story of redemption. We know in other passages of scripture that this moment, the betrayal of Judas, is planned before eternity passed. God had planned this to happen. This was part of how Jesus would go to the cross for our sins. As sorrowful and as lonely as this passage is, it's a necessary event in the story of redemption. The second thing is that we like to poeticize and turn our own stories of sin into something it's not. We are not Judas. We have not done what Judas has done. It's not fair to compare our sins and the way we treat Jesus to what Judas has done here in the book of Mark. If you are in Christ, if you are one of those who are purchased by his blood, what Jesus is called in Mark 13, one of his elect, you are not Judas. You're adopted as a son, as a daughter of Christ, and there is nothing that can separate you. Nothing that can separate you from the love of our Lord Jesus. It's Wednesday, so as we close, let's pray from one of the Psalms. Let's pick Psalm 34 to pray from today. Let's close together. Lord, we will bless you at all times, and our mouth will continually be in praise, because we know that you are so deserving and worthy of only those words to come out of our mouth. Our souls, our very bones, will boast in the Lord, and we will be glad to magnify you and exalt your name with our brothers and sisters. When we seek the Lord, you're very near to us. You always answer us. If we have fears, we must just look to your radiance and our faces will not be ashamed. You hear our troubles. You encamp around us. You deliver us. Who are we to fear when the army of God encamps around us? Lord, we taste and we see that you are good. You are so good. You hold us in your hands, and blessed are we to take refuge in you. There is nothing that can ever separate us. No rulers or thrones or principalities that will ever separate us from the love of our God. Lord, as we go today, be near and camp around us, just like it says here in this psalm. Help us not to fear. Help us to think through this passage well, so that when we go about our day and we think about how this story fits into the larger story of redemption, we can think clearly and see how what Judas did here is so different from what we do when we sin. But instead, what Judas does here is necessary to lead to our own redemption. God, we love you. We ask your blessing on this day. Amen. Go in peace. I will see you tomorrow.